Tax preparation is you take last year's numbers, you put them in the right boxes on the right forms, and you can't change it. That's the history. Tax planning, on the other hand, is proactive. What can we do today and over the next few years to either reduce current or future taxes over your entire lifetime? That changes everything. There are many factors that contribute to success, skill, good work habits, positive mental attitude, and of course, proper planning. So let's head to the drafting table and get this retirement success blueprint underway with Michael Stewart of Crystal Lake Tax and Financial. I'm your co-host, Mark Killian. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome into the Retirement Success Blueprint podcast. Thanks for tuning in to Mike and I talking investing finance and retirement. What's going on, my friend? How are you this week? I'm doing great and enjoying my summer. How about yourself? Pretty much the same. Yeah, we were just talk, uh, just talking before we started the podcast up. It's been pretty hot, so we've been taking advantage of that where we can and enjoying that time where we can. So glad to hear everything doing all right. Everybody in the family doing well? Everybody is healthy and just wait to kick the kids out to get back to college. <laughs> I, think that's, I think that might be a lot of things across the board for folks. Uh, well, we got a great show lined up, so let's dive into our podcast this week and uh, tackle some of these things we're going to do here on the show. So let's see what we got. Uh, I wanted to ask you about the headline on the PPP loans. It's been a few weeks uh, since this has gone through. We see lots of different things out there in the news. What's your assessment, Mike, of the effectiveness of the stimulus checks and the PPP loans and just, you know, in general, your take on it? Yeah, as, as an example, on the PPP loans, for those that aren't familiar, because if you're not associated with a business, you may not, you know, you, you hear it talked about, but don't really know what it's about. It's called the, the Payroll Protection Program. And essentially what it did was the federal government, as part of the big stimulus plans, uh, went out and for private employers came out and said, you know, we'll pay two months of wages, you know, for your employees. And as long as you use a good percentage of that on actually paying employees and not furloughing them or laying them off, then what that would allow them to do is have basically a free grant instead of a loan. You know, and if the employer uses the money for something else, then it's, you know, then it's an actual low interest loan over five years or so. Uh, and it was really effective because if you think about kind of at the heights of kind of the corona crisis here with 40 million people unemployed, uh, studies have shown that even through the government that had they not done the payroll protection program, the PPP, up to an additional 18 million people could have potentially wow. uh, basically been laid off or furloughed. Now that would be 58 million people without you know a steady check. Crazy. In. So, so uh, th that from that standpoint, it's actually been a success. You know, the bad thing uh, associated with it isn't the payroll protection program itself, despite, you know, whether some people took advantage of it or not, is more so kind of we look at the economic backdrop as it relates to the second half of the year. So a lot of those individuals, if you think about it, it's two months of payroll covered by the government, essentially, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is that if they took the money in April and May, that two months is coming to an end at the end of the month here in July. So a lot of these small and mid-sized businesses are going back, you know, as the states are reopening. And then they're starting to say, our business doesn't look like what it did back in March. You know, either we've lost clients, we've lost customers, or maybe you can't even completely open at full capacity. And now they have to, they're back at the kind of that same point in time where they've got to start making tough decisions about staffing requirements and do they still keep people on payroll. So it'll be a very interesting kind of fall. I know here in the Chicago area, United Airlines just came out, you know, this is their hub in Chicago and said, you know, effective in October, we're looking at up to worst case 36,000 layoffs because of how much air travel has dropped and they don't really foresee a huge uptick. Part of the PPP and the bailout that the airlines got was that they couldn't lay off anybody until after September 30th. 
So come October 1st, uh, yeah. you're going to have tens of thousands of pink slips. So as the economy is improving, as people are coming off of unemployment, going into, you know, back to the workforce, you've got other industries that are still going to be laying off people. So it's going to be a very interesting fall. Yeah, and it's going to be a lot for us to continue to keep an eye on. We know the rest of 2020, obviously, was just going to be um, complex, for lack of a better term. So we're definitely going to have to keep our eyes and ears to that. And, and we'll bring you some of that news here on the podcast and try to break it down for you. And with that, let's get into our main topic this week, Mike. It's about classic pre-retiree mistakes. Um, you know, folks tend to... I mean, it's the first time we're doing this a lot of times, right? For most of us, it's a single retirement. We don't typically retire more than once, uh, hopefully not anyway. And so there are some financial planning blunders that uh, are interesting to talk about, but are you know quite rare in reality. On the other hand, though, there are those kind of reoccurring classic ones that people step into, those classic traps, if you will. So I've got a few of them for you. You just kind of break them down, tell us the things you've seen through your career, and maybe some ways to hopefully avoid some of those uh, classic pre-retiree mistakes. Investing at 59, like we would if we're still 39. I mean, I'm almost 50 myself, and I mean, I've noticed myself making some changes here and there along the way, not doing things the way that I did when I was 30 or even 35. Yeah, I'll be 50 this year uh, myself. And what that is one of the biggest mistakes that we see is that uh, kind of an overconfidence in just kind of where your allocation are, because you always think what worked in the past when you're in your 20s, 30s and 40s, you know, mm-hmm. stay aggressive, accumulate, accumulate is where you should be as you approach retirement. Typically, you know, and it's very generic, but it's a very good starting point. Uh, they have something called the rule of 100. So you take 100 minus your age, and that's kind of your starting point for how much market exposure that you should have because what is your capacity to risk? Because, you know, a lot of people say I'm comfortable. I have a very high risk tolerance, you know, that they can stomach the ups and downs of the markets. But do you have the capacity, meaning the ability to recover from a potential loss? And a good example is, you know, let's say you are fortunate and you're a good saver and you've saved a million dollars. So would getting another 20% by, you know, going all in on the market and being overly aggressive, it's 59 or 60 years old. If you got 20% on your money, you got a million too. And that's great. That's a great return. But at the same time, is that really going to change anything as far as your ability to retire if you were kind of knocking on the door of retirement? Probably not. You know, you're competent where you are. Now, let's take this past March. Now, you know, in a three week period, you had about a 35 percent decline. So that million would be down to 650. And maybe next time it doesn't recover quite as quickly. Typically in a bear market, it takes about three years to recover the losses. So if you're approaching retirement, and you're 59, 60 years old, or you know, basically within about five to 10 years of retirement, you don't have the capacity to invest the same way that maybe somebody young could that has more time and compounding available for them. No, that's a great point. I'm glad you brought up the current environment we're in because again, these are classic mistakes that you know people make in you know I guess normal times if you want to label it that way. Uh, and so when you compound something like what we've been going through in 2020, it certainly can add to that as well. So uh, certainly a good one to take a look at there. Also. You know, Social Security, a lot of times, Mike, people, I talk to people all across the country, and it seems sometimes that a lot of folks section it off as a another entity outside of their retirement plan, quote unquote, right? I have a plan, and then I have Social Security, and they really need to be incorporated together. They need to be working in, in harmony. Yeah, yeah. The, these decisions, when to take Social Security, when to retire, where your retirement income's coming from, should not be made in a vacuum. And unfortunately, and, and I think part of it has to do with the system in general, okay. right? So Social Security is amazing and it's a, it's a great thing. You pay into it and then you basically get the equivalent of a pension for the rest of your life based on your earnings. 
but you could take it as early as 62. You could wait until 70, you know, get a little bit more, get a little bit less. A lot of people don't even understand how that works. And one of the unfortunate things is the Social Security offices, the Social Security Administration, because they don't want the liability of you making a poor choice and they can't give you financial guidance, is they can't, they can give you the numbers, but they can't tell you what's best for your situation. So what we do is when we do a full retirement income plan for somebody, you know, we take a look at all your income sources, take a look at all your assets, including Social Security. So we have clients that retire early, be it 60, 62, 64, and they don't touch Social Security. You know, they can, between either a pension or what they've saved for retirement, they can generate an income and let that Social Security continue to grow. Others, when we do that retirement income analysis, we wind up finding out that, hey, you can take your Social Security early because it's going to represent a smaller part of your overall retirement income. So over time, you've saved all these other assets so you can take it early. So everybody's situation is going to be a little bit unique. But what you can't do is just make that Social Security timing decision kind of in a void or in a vacuum. You need to consider it with all the resources you have available. Yeah, and include it in, in part of your planning and your strategy conversations with your advisor. And of course, you know, you, if you're not working with one, that is another added benefit is making sure that you're going through all the steps because there's so many components to a retirement plan, an income plan, all these facets, these pieces, uh, we've taken all these things we've accumulated through the years and pulling them all together to work for us as we get to retirement. Uh, all right, how about tax preparation versus tax planning? We've talked about that before. Typically, we tend to do the, you know, matter of fact, it's uh, time we're taping this podcast. The This year's tax date is a couple of days from now, right? So it's July 15th this year due to corona. But a lot of times people look at it as that annual event versus really all year long. And as we get closer to retirement, um, it really needs to be the other way around, doesn't it? Absolutely. And, and you know, in our practice, not only do we the, do the financial planning and investment management and the estate planning, but we also have two CPAs on staff. So we have a tax preparation and tax planning practice. And you're right, those are two separate things. So the best way to look at it is tax preparation is recording history. Tax preparation is you take last year's numbers, you put them in the right boxes on the right forms, and you can't change it. That's the history. Tax planning, on the other hand, is proactive. What can we do today and over the next few years to either reduce current or future taxes over your entire lifetime? That changes everything. You know, I joke around with a lot of clients, especially in the kind of markets we have right now, is it's a lot easier for me to save you 10 or 15% on your taxes than it is to guarantee a 10 or 15% return on your investments. So if we can save a dollar in taxes, that's a dollar you get to keep. You know, it's not subject to the fluctuation of the market or that. And as a good example is we run uh, what we call a tax burden analysis report for some clients that show them, you know, let's say, you know, you've got a million dollar IRA. You got a million dollar IRA and we say, okay, if you're on the government's plan and you don't make any changes over the course of the next 30 years, you're going to pay somewhere between 600 and something thousand dollars to 700,000 in income taxes to the government over the next 30 years on that million dollars. Or if we're a little more proactive, when we do a little bit of tax planning over the next few years and do some Roth conversions and, and some other, you know, all, all black and white tax strategies, we can get that down to maybe $220,000. So would you rather give the government $600,000 or $200,000? That's tax planning. 
Yeah, exactly. Well, these are all classic pre-retiring mistakes. So in order to, again, make sure we're not stepping in these, rely on the the advice from folks who who do this every day. Uh, and that's why, you, obviously, you want to work with a, a planner. And if you are listening to our podcast, maybe for the first time you found it uh, from whatever resource you've come across, it, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We have a lot of good information we try to share with folks. Uh, you can listen to past episodes as well as get notified about new ones by simply subscribing on Apple, Google, Spotify, whatever platform you choose uh, at Retirement Success Blueprint. Just type that in the search box of whatever app you're using and it'll pull that up. Or you can also find it at Michael's website, which is crystallaketax.com. That's crystallaketax.com. All right, let's see if we can squeeze a couple more of these in for classic mistakes, Mike. Uh, assuming that uh, healthcare is going to be covered by Medicare, there's a lot of things that it does a really good job at, but there's other places that it's definitely lacking. Medicare is excellent for retiree health care. I mean, it's, it's a great boon to the system, despite you know what the headlines are out there. But it only covers primarily your doctor visits and some of your hospitals You know when you have the supplements and things. It, one thing that it doesn't cover, and a lot of people think that it does, is long-term care. So whether you need to you know, be in a facility for either assisted living or maybe full care or even home health care, Medicare does not pick up those expenses. So and Fidelity did a study last year saying that a married couple who's 65, there's a 75% chance that they're going to require some sort of long-term care. So what we tell clients is how would you pay for it? You know, there was a study out the street.com back, in, I think it was on May 29th, had an article saying that a retired couple needs to earmark $325,000 just to pay for medical expenses. And that doesn't even include the potential devastation of needing long-term care, either at home or in a facility. So don't think that Medicare is necessarily going to cover it because they don't help cover long-term care. So you need to have a plan in place for that as well. Yeah, absolutely. And then the final one, Mike, is you kind of alluded to it a little bit when we were talking about investing at 59 the same way we would at 39. Kind of talked a little bit about, you know, why take the extra risk if you don't need to? Well, for some folks, they feel like they have to make up for lost time by taking that additional risk. And that's a pretty classic one there. A lot of us maybe feel we're behind the eight ball without actually even knowing if we are or not. Yeah. When you're trying to take on additional risk to make up for lost time, you know, life happens, things happen across, you know, in your thirties and forties. And now, you know, maybe you're sitting across from me at 58 saying, I got to be crazy aggressive, hundred percent in the market because I didn't save that much when I was younger. So, you know, I needed super outsized returns. Well, the problem, sometimes those gains that you're hoping for become losses and it's actually counterproductive to what you're trying to do. So the best thing to do is say, okay, what's a reasonable rate of return going forward? So the money that I have, be it large or small, right? this point is still going to be there for me at whatever point in the future that the numbers and the financial plans say that I can retire. So instead of, you know, trying to hit a home run, you know, what happens if you strike out? Are you going to work till 80 now? You know, so you have to think about what the alternative of that strategy might do. Yeah, definitely. Well, folks, that's our classic pre-retiring mistakes. So if you feel as though maybe you're stepping into one of those and need a little bit of help, need a little bit of conversation and consultation, again, make sure you reach out to Mike and have a conversation. Before you take any action on anything you hear on our show or any others, you should always check with a qualified professional. You can call him at 815-526-3092. That's 815-526-3092. Or you can go again to the website, Crystal Lake tax.com. That is crystallaketax.com. And while you're there, feel free to submit a question to the show. We take email questions from time to time here on the program. So we're going to do that right now as we wrap up. And we've got one from Rourke and Carey. And they say, uh, my financial advisor seems to do a good job of managing my investments, at least as far as I can tell. But we never talk about other things like Social Security, life insurance, or even legacy planning, which are all things I feel should be I should be getting some advice on. 
Is this typical? What's your thoughts, Mike? Yeah, we're, un- unfortunately, it is typical. And really, it, it has less to do with, I'm sure your advisor's a great guy or gal, but the thing is, that's their business model, right? So whether it's the Edward Jones guy on the quarter or the bank broker or, or you know, Morgan Stanley, whomever it is, you know, all great people. And, you know, maybe decent at, you know, managing your investments, but they're called stockbrokers for a reason. The reason they're called stockbrokers is because basically they just want to talk to you about their stocks and their investments. When you go down the path and ask, you know, is there any way I can save money on my taxes? They'll tell you to go see your CPA. What about estate planning? What would, what good estate planning strategies make sense for me? Oh, you got to go see your estate planning attorney. So everybody operates in their own little silo, their own vacuum. Now I've been a fiduciary advisor for 20 years. And when I built my firm, Crystal Lake Tax and Financial, 12 years ago, it was to address all the financial needs of our clients. And I mentioned this earlier. So I'm the financial planner. We've got two CPAs. We've got a paralegal. We work a network of estate planning attorneys. We've got a notary on staff. So anything you can do with money, whether it's save it, spend it, invest it, or you know, give it to the government, either way, or even pass it on, uh, we've got you covered all within our same four walls. And that's what's unique about our business model because we can assist you in all of those different phases. Whereas most financial advisors, most stockbrokers, they can only sit there and talk to you about your investments. And then now you got to go find another specialist. And in my 20 years experience, we found out that people deserve more. They need to know the right hand needs to know what the left hand's doing. So if you're making investment choices, you know what the tax and estate planning ramifications are. If you're doing things for tax purposes, you know how that impacts the other areas of your financial life. So Rourke, all I would say is I would go out, you know, advisor may have worked for you leading up to this stage, but you may be at a different place right now because it seems like you need an advisor that's going to help you address all these other areas as well. So if we can help you with that, that's great. I would just recommend you find somebody who's well-versed in all these things. Well, thank you for listening to the podcast. We certainly appreciate it. Reach out to Michael at 815-526-3092. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple, Google, Spotify, or whatever platform you choose. You can find it at Mike's website, crystallaketax.com. That is crystallaketax.com, as he mentioned in the show earlier. Uh, they just, they're kind of a one-stop shop. They've got a CPA, an enrolled agent, paralegal on staff. So they have all these things that can help you get through uh, the retirement planning process. They've got, Mike's got two decades or so as an experienced financial planner. So reach out to them, let them know. And as always, we appreciate your time here on the podcast. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and we will see you next time. Michael, my friend, thank you so much. Have a great day and I'll talk to you soon. Take care, Mark. We'll see you next time, folks, here on Retirement Success Blueprint with Mike Stewart. Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. The information provided herein is for training or educational purposes only and does not constitute an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy any securities, investments, investment strategies, or investment advice relating to securities, nor is the information or representation that any security is a suitable or appropriate investment for any person. Before acting on any advice, you should consider the appropriateness of the advice having regard to your own objectives, financial situation and needs. Please contact us to obtain our disclosure brochure relating to the services offered by Sound Income Strategies, LLC, and consider its contents before making any decisions. Where quoted, past performance is not indicative of future performance. Sound Income Strategies, LLC does not represent or warrant that the contents of this program are suitable for you from a compliance, regulatory, legal, or any other perspective. We shall have no responsibility for your use or non-use of the program or any portion thereof. Crystal Lake Tax and Financial and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are not associated entities.